the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The Republican Party is bringing hundreds of donors and several presidential prospects to the former president's doorstep in South Florida this weekend. The location of the invitation-only gathering suggests that the GOP is either unwilling or unable to replace former President Trump as its undisputed leader and chief fundraiser. Mr. Trump himself will headline the closed-door donor retreat, which is designed to raise millions of dollars for the GOP political arm, while giving donors exclusive access to the party's early 2024 prospects and congressional leaders. The former president's Republican critics were not invited. Bernie Bennett reporting. President Biden released a $1.5 trillion wish list for his first federal budget. He's asking for substantial gains for education, health care, housing, and environmental protection. But Republicans are complaining there isn't more for the military and for national defense. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka wants America to use common sense. Nobody, nobody is allowed to know your health information. So why would a business, why would Delta Airlines, the local news agent, the local hot dog stand, have the right to your health information? They don't. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. The second hour of the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is coming up next year. We've got special guest Walter Hudson filling in for Mitch. Thank you so much for joining us on a gloomy Saturday afternoon. It looks like mostly cloudy skies throughout the day, mid-50s. Not much better for Sunday. It looks like mostly cloudy near 60. We're cool on Monday as well with a chance of some rain. We'll keep you updated as to your forecast. Find us online and stream us at am1280thepatriot.com. You can also find our podcast page there as well. You're just a couple of clicks away from our entire library of programs. That's at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. That is a true statement. I can remember listening to this talk show when I was in high school, which was uh, quite some time ago. And it'll be a, it'll be a real hat trick if it's still on the air when my kids hit high school. Filling in for Mitch Berg, my name is Walter Hudson, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. You can join our conversation at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight Northern Alliance Radio Network. We may be joined sometime this hour by my friend Bella D'Angelo. Uh, I join her on yet another podcast. I keep myself busy with podcasts these days. Uh, hers is the Bella D'Angelo Show, Bella the Patriot, and uh, she is she's something else. She is a different type of conservative personality. Uh, she she doesn't go in for any of that that winsome statescraft that we were talking about at the top of last hour where we were all dressed up and uh, primmed and primped and trying to put our most consultant-approved face forward. Shane into all of that. She tells you exactly what she's thinking, exactly how it is, rough and tumble, and uh, that's what I appreciate about her. We may be joined by her sometime this hour to get her thoughts on the news of the week. Until then, and for the time being, let's talk a little bit about our culture of failure. Now, this is a little dour. That's that's one of the things Bella gets on me about. She says that uh, I'm too I'm too dark. I'm too negative. I never have anything positive to say. That's not true. I'm a pretty positive guy. 
at the end of the day. Like I, I, yeah, I'm dark and I'm dank as I'm describing the status quo because I like accuracy. I'm a big fan of telling the truth. But, you know, once I've set the stage, I actually do have a positive and optimistic prescription for the direction we ought to go and what I believe is going to be achieved ultimately in the future. But, uh, yeah, it's this, the status quo, pretty dark, pretty dank, culture of failure. Let's talk about it. Now, I don't want to get too deep into disclosing the particulars of what I do for a living, but suffice it to say, I manage a workforce in this economy locally here in the Twin Cities. And I don't know about you, if you're a business owner or a manager or or somebody who's in a position to employ people, but we're having a heck of a time finding people who are willing to work right now. And we really need them. And there's no sign on the horizon that we're going to get them. And this is not the first time that we've had this problem, but it's particularly potent right now. And it's in contrast to the way things were just a few months ago. And there are some interesting correlations in public policy, which one may be inclined to think are related that there might be some sort of cause and effect relationship taking place here. A few months ago, when unemployment benefits that had been bolstered due to the pandemic that shall not be named, a few months ago when those benefits started to run dry, curiously enough, we found ourselves awash in applicants and people who were willing to work. In fact, we got to the point in in January where We had so many people hired and so many people in the pipeline who wanted to work that we were having to turn people away. And we were having, we were for a while there, we were having to ask our employees to take days off in order to keep our payroll under control. And I'm talking about weeks ago, we were doing this. Now, all of a sudden we find ourselves in a situation where we have for some of them were expected. Others were not. The reasons vary but we've lost quite a few people and we can't seem to find any applicants who are willing to replace them. Now I, I would certainly there are circumstances affecting our particular industry and the, the, our particular situation that you could argue, well, you know, if you change this, that, or the other thing, then maybe you'd be attracting more prospective employees. But curiously enough, as I zoom out, I notice that this is not a problem that seems to be unique to us. In fact, there was a, a social media post on one of my community bulletin boards that, uh, that you see around on Facebook and the like, where people have taken to complaining about the service that they're getting from retailers and restaurants. Apparently, you know, certain, certain outfits are having a tough time keeping up with their orders People are waiting in the vestibules and waiting for for their food to be prepared and things of this nature. And it occurred to me that, gee, you know, that this may be a universal problem. Maybe the reason why multiple communities are reporting the same problems of crappy service and not getting what they're expecting when they uh, uh, choose to patronize businesses is because they're all dealing with the same problem that I'm dealing with right now which is I can't find people who are willing to work. And when you can't find people who are willing to work, the people who do show up are forced to pick up the slack, which increases stress, which leads to service failures. And it's this toilet bowl cycle of flushing down the drain where things are just getting worse and worse and worse and worse unless something changes. Now, what could possibly be contributing to this? Well, let's see. I just got my stimulus check in the mail, cashed it. I ain't too proud to do that. It's my money after all, right? Uh, A lot of other people are getting their stimulus checks as well. And if they look anything like mine, then I can certainly see why somebody who's say, oh, I don't know, 23 years old and looking at a check that's larger than anything they have earned in their life on one check 
is looking at this and saying to themselves, you know what? I th- I don't know if I want to go in and work 12 hours tomorrow doing heavy manual labor. Maybe it's time to take a little vacation. Maybe there's something else I could go do to, that earns less and isn't as hard because I don't, I'm not as strapped as I am right now or as I have been in the past. Maybe that's contributing to it. Maybe the fact that unemployment benefits are back in full effect and more than competing with what you can get in the workforce has something to do that nobody wants or something to do with the fact that nobody wants to work right now. Maybe if you live in St. Paul, the fact that the city has decided they're they're going to start giving certain families an extra $500 a month just because for no reason that might have some effect on whether or not uh, a member of that household is willing to come work for you hard accomplishing something that requires effort and focus and takes away from Netflix and chill time. Maybe, maybe these things are connected. Maybe they're not. Overall, it's, it all seems to be indicative of a culture of failure that we have erected and are perpetuating on ourselves. And, you know, what manifest in exactly the type of complaints that I was talking about on social media, complaining people right now, it's relatively benign stuff. People are complaining about not being able to get their burrito when the app told them it was going to be ready. Okay. Eventually, if this persists, it's going to translate to things that are a little bit more impactful, like stuff being put on grocery shelves. Let me ask you this. How do you think the Soviet Union got to bread lines? How do you think that happened? Do you think the reason why Russians were lined up in the street around the block for bread that wasn't there? Do you think the reason the bread wasn't there is because they they didn't know how to make it? Or they weren't actually hungry? Or nobody cared? Do you think any of those reasons factored into and manifest in there being no bread on the shelves? No. It was the interference of the government in the market. The total disruption of price signals, the total disruption of the supply chain that results in there being no bread on the shelves and therefore nothing for people to eat. And to a lesser extent, but an increasing extent, the exact same thing is happening in our economy right now. And you're seeing it in these little manifestations, these inconsequential manifestations like not being able to get your burrito on time, but on a long enough timeline it's going to get worse and the impacts are going to be more profound. And the only solution is going to be for government to lift its foot up off the gas of all of this subsidy and spending. Do you realize little factoid from Jeremy Munson, who we spoke to last hour here on the program, state representative, you realize that 25% of America's national debt all time, Throughout history. So I'm talking about the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War II. I'm talking about all all of the programs, Social Security, Medicare, all of it, War on Terror. 25% of every dollar placed in debt to the United States of America, historically from its creation, has been incurred in the last 12 months. In the last year, 25%, 25% of our spending has been done in the last year. We've been around for over 200. If you don't think that's going to have a profound effect upon the capacity of you and I and entities everywhere to go about doing their business on the value of the dollar, on on the price, because that's that's what I see happening is that the value of labor has been artificially inflated to the point where employers can't keep up with it. Because think about it, if you're if you're giving somebody, let's say somebody's on unemployment and they're getting $800 a week, which is probably a low figure if you look at the average. 800 becomes the new zero, right? Now if if, if I'm sitting at home and and I'm talking I'm not talking about a hypothetical person, I'm talking about me. If I personally am sitting at home doing nothing, making $800 on unemployment, 
I start flipping through the want ads. If I see something that pays $800 a week, I have no, there's no reason for me to take that job. Now, all things being equal, you know, taking considerations like insurance and stuff like that out of it, everything else being equal. If it's just apples to apples, $800 to $800, why would I go work for it when I'm already getting it for free? No reason to do that. Now, let's say the job is offering 900. Well, now effectively, relatively, that's the same thing as offering me 100. You're saying I got to go through 40 hours of work doing God knows what, whatever the job description is in order to earn what in essence is an extra $100. Now it's not $100 to the person who's paying it. Like to the employer, it's still $900, but to the prospective employee, it's only one. This is the level of distortion that is occurring in the marketplace right now. And it's manifesting in, in us not being able to get our burritos but it may soon manifest in us not being able to get our groceries. 651-289-4488. We'll speak with Kurt on the Chauvin trial when we return. Take your phone calls as well. My name is Walter Hudson filling in for Mitchburg, AM 1280, The Patriot. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Want to dominate the stock market in 2021? Looking for higher profit potential? With the COVID vaccines, a shifting political landscape, and a new year, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how. Make 2021 your year. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance and maximize your gains. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. From executive producer and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the mega church marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch Church People at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Enter the promo code Minneapolis for additional savings. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping? Yeah, that sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same-day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call. 612-THE-BIRD. Early Bird Electric. 612-THE-BIRD. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at HeganLawOffice.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Walter Hudson filling in for Mitch Berg, the headliner on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
Glad to be with you. We've been chatting about quite a bit uh, today, this Saturday afternoon. One of the subjects that we covered, of course, was the Chauvin trial. And uh, we've got Kurt on the line from Minneapolis who wants to chime in on that. Welcome to the program, Kurt. Hello. Hey. Hello. Yep. What are your thoughts? Okay. Well, condense this. I, uh, this is a long time ago, and I had run for office twice in 90 and 92 and lost. And then I kept involved in Republican politics. I'm a balanced person. I've been a Guthrie Theater extra actor. I've been asked me, well-rounded. And there were some kids. I had a friend of mine that I rented to. His kids died. And he had been giving them money, sacrificing his own health. Not the kids, but the wife. The wife was spending money uh, on gambling. And so the kids were living on the street. So they came up here to squat. They took over my house. They called the police and cooked up a story, but I was the, the, they were a girl and brother and sister, and she was pregnant. And the police came over. You're the scrub boy that ran for pro-life. We hate you. We're feminists. The older cop uh, said, I said that, shouldn't have said that. And I said, can I have my shoes? It's Martin Luther King Day, January. And they said, we're going to break your arms and legs. They're going to do yep. what to your arms and legs? Break your arms and your legs. So wait a minute. I'm confused. Who was saying this? The cops or the... The cops. All right. The bad. And the problem is, is it's January. They barged down my renter's room, grabbed the wrong pair of shoes, finally got the right pair of shoes, and marched me out. And uh, when it came time, this is the solution. Now, I'm dying of cancer. You're the only one that knows this. I might live for a couple of years, but I, I'm on the toilet right now. Um, All right. Been, I, I think been, we're done with this. Thank you. I appreciate you. The well, just hold there. on. The, the, no, the, the, no, the no. The, we're, we're done. Um, I, I'm i batting zero on calls today. I mean, that's you guys have got to step it up. <laughs> I've taken two calls, and they have both been, to put it lightly, extraordinary non sequiturs. And, you know, I and I got to I got to imagine you're. I don't know how you're getting through the screening process because I know it is strenuous and uh, there's some definite misrepresentation going on here. It is entertaining, though. I mean, you know, guy tells me what he holds to be a secret broadcast over the radio from his toilet. You really can't beat that. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about racism, shall we? And race in general. I'm expecting a call at some point here before the show is out from Jamar. You guys, of course, know Jamar. He's been calling conservative talk shows in the metro area whew, almost as long as uh, I've been listening to him. And it's, it's, it's actually one of the more meta developments of my life that I've managed to develop a relationship with Jamar uh, after having first encountered him calling in to, to the likes of Jason Lewis and what have you and to this show and others. But he might be calling in because he's been calling me out publicly online Um, stating that I am motivated, like the things that I post, which I post pretty prolifically on conservative issues, like the ones we've been discussing here today, this afternoon. He's been calling me out with the claim that my motivation for taking the stances that I take and making the arguments that I make and saying the things that I say, that my motivation for all of it is to, quote, appease white people appease them, perhaps appease you if you're a white person. I didn't know you and I had this relationship where I'm in the business of appeasing you, but that's the accusation from Jamar. And so I want to flesh that out a little bit and and kind of have the opportunity to (laughs) maybe find out if there's more to it. Maybe he has some evidence to this effect that this is what I'm motivated by and this is why I spend time unpacking arguments and explaining philosophical philosophical stances uh, and, and by the way, in the process, ticking off a whole bunch of white people by doing it, that I'm all motivated by uh, appeasing white people. That's the reason why I do it. So uh, maybe we'll be chatting with him shortly. In the meantime, on the line now, we have Bella D'Angelo. I mentioned her to you earlier. She is the host of the Bella D'Angelo show, and I've been quite honored to join her uh, in that endeavor. Bella, how you doing this afternoon? 
sounds like you're having quite the afternoon. I called in to save the day and give some some humor. If anything, it sounds like you need to laugh a little bit. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I already had a guy call me from the toilet, so I'm pretty. Wait well. a minute, where where? How come we don't get those kind of guests when you're on with me? What what's the <laughs> secret? You gotta tell me. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll do some research. Maybe we know somebody here who can let us know where all the uh, the toilet calls come from. But yeah, that's so so. Let us let us know what's on your mind right now, Bella. What's going on in the in the Bella D'Angelo uh, orbit? What do you what are you focused on this weekend? Well, um, thank you for uh, first of all. I, I'm just really excited because guys and uh, gals, Walter Hudson has joined my podcast and um next week we're really honored we have uh scott jensen joining us and he is throwing his hat in the ring to run for governor to try and uh give old timmy waltz the uh the boot so i'm excited are you oh yeah absolutely I, scott jensen's a great guy i really respect um, what he's been doing in the public discourse around the pandemic policy and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to your attempts to make him laugh. You know what? I, I'm ready for the challenge. And that's one of the unique pieces of the Bella D'Angelo show is Walter, as I call him, he's a parent in the room that he brings um, your wealth of knowledge. And, and it's really cool because, Walter, you've been doing radio for a better part of 10 years. I've been podcasting for a better part of 10 years. And so we've joined forces here in Minneapolis We've had some great guests. We had Mark Coran just on the last show. He's running for the GOP, um, head of the GOP here in Minnesota, hoping to give Jennifer Carnahan the boot as well. So a lot of exciting things going on here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm just glad to join forces with you. I'm in the middle uh, this, this weekend of doing mom duty. I've got an elderly mother that I'm trying to figure out living situation so I'm, I'm, I've kind of got my hands full, but I just want to call in and uh, be able to promote the show. I'm excited. The listenership is growing. To find the podcast, you want to, um, we're on all, wherever you listen to all podcasts, any platform, we're on um, iTunes, iHeart. But if you Google the Bella D'Angelo show, and it's Bella and then D'Angelo, D-A-N-G-E-L-O show, we'll have a website soon to be able to find the show. But um, Walter, I'm going to sign off, and I'm going to listen, see if you get any more exciting guests. Well, what were your main topics today? Maybe I can throw in some perspective. I, I know you're waiting to hear from Jamar, but what else were you talking about on the show today? Well, we were, of course, talking about the Chauvin trial, and we talked about – I don't think you and I have talked about that flag in Buffalo. You know what I'm talking about? The guy who's flying uh, a 30-by-50-foot flag from a crane – uh, on his business property in Buffalo, you can see it from pretty much anywhere if you're driving through town and the city's telling him to take it down. And there's, it's it's kind of developed into an interesting little local controversy, but it's gotten some mainstream attention from CBS. What is the, what's on the flag that's so offensive? <laughs> Good question. Trump 2020. It's a campaign flag. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> Trump 2020. So... So what what other offenses has this poor man done? And trust me, I know the Trump derangement syndrome all too well because I am the antichrist of my family. So 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 he's flying the flag. And right. what other offensive things has he done? Well, that's that it. He, he, he won't he won't take it down. And he says, you know, come find me, come cuff me, come take me to jail. I don't care. I'm going to fly this flag. Who's threatening him? You know, this has motivated me to drag all of my Trump 2020 garb and i will See, plaster it everywhere <laughs> i shouldn't tell you these things because that's exactly it that's exactly what's going to happen you're going to go and get yourself arrested <laughs> and then we're going to have to do then we're going to have to zoom the podcast from jail every every 20 seconds they're going to be prompting me with put another quarter in the machine i mean that I, it's entertaining in its own right i guess but just amazing that I haven't been arrested yet. You know, I, I don't comply with the mask. I'm, I'm here at a senior apartment. I'm just waiting for the mask question because it, it, it just I want to put a I want to put a thought out to the audience. 
Real and quick. I don't know if anybody has really understood or if it's, or how much you think about can you go a day without COVID being said to you? Or the other thing is count how many times COVID comes up in a conversation within one day and then ask yourself, and here's, here's my, here's Real what quick, I believe. 10 seconds. I believe I believe the me- the only reason the COVID isn't going away is because the media can't let it go because otherwise they'd have to talk about what Biden administration is doing and it would scare the hell out of everybody if they focused on that. Appreciate you, Bella D'Angelo. My name's Walter Hudson, AM 1280, The Patriot. Be kind to someone and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Patriot and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life, then let us know about it. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at am1280thepatriot.com. Keep on loving. There are ideas and ideologies afoot in our culture today, lurking beneath the surface. Fault Lines is a book that will help you discern these worldviews and ideas, help you understand what they are and where they come from. Critical race theory, social justice, intersectionality. We've all heard these terms, but most of us have no idea what they mean. Fault Lines will not only help you understand the meaning of these words, but it will also help you understand the ideologies behind them. Fault Lines is a book for our day, for our time, for this moment, because I'm not talking about something that's coming. I'm talking about something that's here, something that has to be confronted now. This is Vody Bauckham, and I want to encourage you to buy my new book, Fault Lines, available everywhere books are sold, April 6th. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. So I am expecting at some point here for Jamar to call in. You guys all know Jamar. He's been calling in to Conservative Talk Radio in the Twin Cities for years. That's how I got to know him. And uh, I actually do, and, and he will say this as well, at least he has said this in the past, I regard him as a friend. We get along off air. Um, we've had great conversations with each other. But in the public discourse, boy, oh, boy, it is knockdown, drag out between him and I. And he's taken recently to responding to literally anything I post. Just about, I mean, I, I just know there's, there's certain people, there are a handful of, of folks who it just, it feels like they're just sort of hanging out. They got their phones at the ready. They got a Google alert set or whatever it is. If I put something out on Facebook or Twitter or a podcast or a YouTube video or something, they get an alert and immediately I'm going to get a comment from this handful of folks. And Jamar is one of them. And uh, his latest 
routine, I'll, I'll describe it generously, has been to accuse me of doing what I do and saying what I say motivated primarily by a desire to appease white people. That's the quote. You just appease white people, which is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, it's, it's a, look, if that was my goal, my God, what a horrific strategy, right? Like, uh, so I'm going to be a blowhard conservative. That's how I'm going to appease white people. Like as a group, generally, have you been to the suburbs, Jamar? Have you met a soccer mom? Have you gone to a school board or a planning commission or a city council meeting anywhere outside of Hennepin County or within Hennepin County and the surrounding suburbs and exurbs? Um, yeah, yeah. This is not the way to white people's hearts, generally, calling them out on the the illegitimacy of their feigned racial concern, uh, pulling the rug out from their critical theory, which makes them feel warm fuzzies because they're engaged in their quote-unquote anti-racism work. Laughing at that, calling it out as a joke, is not the best way to appease them, but by all means, uh, I appreciate the attempt. Maybe we'll hear from him and he can flesh out his accusation further here on Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. My name's Walter Hudson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Grateful for the opportunity to do so. So let's talk a little bit about race, shall we? Uh, you know, let's let's start with this anti-Asian stuff that's been going around. The supposed surge of anti-Asian hate crimes and anti-Asian attacks that have been taking place. This is a, a phenomenon, a meme, if you will. I really think that's the best description for it, a meme. It's not, it's not really a phenomenon. It's more of an idea that has popped up on social media that we've seen this, this horrific surge in hate directed at Asians, and it's somehow tied to the rhetoric around the virus that shall not be named. And, of course, it's Donald Trump's fault and the, the fault of Trump supporters. Because really, you know, what motivates us, just like I'm apparently motivated by appeasing white people, Trump supporters are apparently motivated by hating Asians. Like, that's the point. That's the reason for taking umbrage with the faulty COVID models. That's the reason for not wanting to put on a mask that uh, only offers you like an additional 5% protection if you're standing six feet away from someone. It has nothing to do with any of those facts. It has to do with hating Asians and wanting to create a climate in which Asians are treated terribly. Now, the thing that I've noticed about this is that in the mainstream media's reporting, and in much of the discourse taking place in public around this quote-unquote issue, the term anti-Asian has been taken for granted. And by that I mean, the, the way it seems to work is, if there's a crime, and the victim of that crime was Asian, that onto itself, without any further qualifying information, makes it an anti-Asian crime. So the fact that the victim was Asian makes it anti-Asian. Now, that's a pretty fascinating leap of logic, right? I mean, why, why doesn't this apply to literally any other physical characteristic of the victim? You know, we, we wouldn't go in, for instance, look, let's say we were looking at a crime as a reporter for the Star Tribune, we were looking at reporting on a crime where the victim was blonde. Would it make sense in our reporting to describe the event as an anti-blonde hate crime? That seems pretty ridiculous to me. It seemed pretty absurd to just jump to the conclusion that the crime was motivated by a peculiar hatred of blondes. It's no less ridiculous to be jumping to the conclusion that a, a crime where the victim was Asian was motivated by some sort of animus against Asians as such. And yet this is what we've seen happen with the, the advent and the rise 
of this particular piece of rhetoric. And I don't think, you know, when you spend some time thinking about it, it doesn't take very long to understand what's actually happening here, right? Asians, and just let's, as an aside, can we just pause to appreciate how reductionary, how reductionist it is to be talking about Asians as a group, as if they're one unified whole? Asian is not an ethnicity. Asian is not a, is not a racial category. Asian applies to a whole vast diaspora of cultures and peoples with different traditions and different cultures. But we're reducing all of that to the politically and rhetorical useful label of Asian. And when I say we, I'm actually talking about the mainstream media and the left. They're the ones who are doing this. And the reason why is pretty obvious when you pause to think about it for a little while. Traditionally, Asian Americans have been conservative. They have led conservative lives. They hold traditional values. They, they believe in things like family and hard work and applying yourself and, and individual responsibility. Go down the list. These are folks who hold our values, as in yours and mine. What's happening here, and you can see it if you go and you, you know, go to YouTube and you Google one of these hashtags, what you're seeing is a, a new generation of Asian Americans who are being recruited into the woke crowd. And what they're trying to do is copy and paste the methodology that has proven so effective with the African-American community in order to destroy those traditional values that Asian-Americans have held for generations and replace them with wokeism. And when you realize that that's what's happening, it's fairly insidious and extraordinarily dehumanizing to reduce people in this way and to, and to work to actually undermine the values of their community and assimilate them into your worldview, your way of thinking. But that's what we see taking place. It's a shameless political move that's comically transparent. And uh, it's, it's something that ought to be decried, but in fact is perpetuated and celebrated. And one of the most effective ways in which it's perpetuated is by using this descriptor anti-Asian for anything that happens where an Asian person is a victim. There was a, a post that I shared on social media. It was one of these deals where somebody scribbles a note on a receipt and it's a racist note. And so we're all supposed to stand aghast at how horrible it is. Now, in this case, it was a little bit different than what you typically see in these social media image sharing situations. Typically, you see something where somebody supposedly racist against uh, black people or you know, some other minority. In this case, the message scribbled on the receipt was anti-white. The note read, great service would have tipped better if you weren't white. Hashtag BLM. That's what was written on the receipt. Now, I posted this, I shared it, and my, my comment was just waitress privilege. Is this waitress privilege that we're seeing here? And I got inundated with comments from conservative friends who were making the point that they didn't believe this was real. And, you know, some, some of the detective work that went into trying to discern whether or not this was a hoax was actually fairly amusing. But their, their point was, I don't think this is real. You see this type of thing all the time where somebody puts up you know, a graffiti or a note on a receipt or something, and it turns out to not be true. And that's true. This could be fake. It could be a hoax. Absolutely. There's a difference, though. And the difference is this. Plausibility. Plausibility. The, the reason, whenever you see an example of, you know, greedy spray painted on the locker of a high school or spray painted in a dorm room that has KKK, white power, uh, other symbology and language that's supposedly directed towards minorities and is supposed to, to terrorize and promote hatred. And it turns out it was a hoax. 
the example of whatever it is that you're looking at is is a caricature. It's comic. In other words, there's no place you can point to in the actual culture where that thing is being said. There, there isn't an institutional promotion of the KKK taking place anywhere in our culture. There isn't an institutional promotion of white power taking place anywhere in our culture. And so it's dubious when you see graffiti or when you see a note on a receipt that evokes that kind of language and that kind of imagery, you have to ask yourself, is this legitimate? And oftentimes it turns out it's not. But in this case, this message, great service, would have tipped better if you weren't white, hashtag BLM. That is consistent with the message and the philosophy and the values that are being promoted by basically all of our institutions in our culture right now, is it not? Where can one go to escape critical race theory? Where can one go where you are not accused of being guilty of racism merely for, ha- for, for failing the paper bag test, for being too pale? This is a real thing that is prominent in our culture. And so whether or not, see, the difference here is the stakes. The stakes of whether or not this receipt that I posted is true or false are pretty low because we know that in the culture, this sentiment is true. This sentiment is supported and promoted and influencing policy and directly impacting your life. By contrast, the graffiti on a dorm room or a locker that says KKK white power doesn't reflect anything that's actually happening in the broader society. It has no impact upon policy and nobody takes it seriously. That's the difference and why one really ought to command our attention and the other is kind of a joke. Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Walter Hudson. AM twelve eighty the Patriot six five one two eight nine four four eight eight to sneak in a call. We'll talk to you on the other side. Hey Joe where you going with that gun of yours? AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. An advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Rack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Get that. Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for you. 
plethora of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Well, as tends to be typical whenever I do this, whenever I fill in for one of your favorite AM1280, the Patriot hosts, I end up running out of time before I've covered even half of what I brought to bear to discuss with you. My name is Walter Hudson, sitting in for Mitch Berg, the headliner on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Um, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to cram as much as we can into these final few minutes here on the program, including... Your calls. Now, I have to say, I have to preface this, we we haven't had a whole lot of luck with the phone calls so far. I had one guy who I think was screaming at a cloud, and then I had another dude who was literally on a toilet. So, you know, we'll see if uh, Mark in St. Louis Park is any improvement. Mark, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Walter. No pressure at all. Man, I got to <laughs> up. Well, thanks a lot. In this wide audience of 1280, I appreciate it. Thanks for doing a great job, regular caller. Just real quick, a couple subjects on hate crimes. Uh, the demand is clearly is exceeding the supply. That's that's the story there. <laughs> yes. But have you noticed the media torturing itself into pretzels on the, the, the Chinese hate crimes against Asians? The assaults are being taken, going to YouTube, mostly by, uh, by black males. Mm. So, uh, Ed, that's not a good – I thought it was all Trump supporters. So it's mostly black males, and, and Justice Department statistics uh, also bear that out. But last week, Myron, um, I think it's Metcalf, his new columnist, Star Tribune, he wrote a, a, an opinion piece on that. He's in their retro section on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he tackled that issue with uh, uh, the majority of uh, the assaults are black males and Asians. And he came, his conclusion was white systemic racism was causing black males to assault Asians. It's in the, it's in the column. Yeah. So try to figure that one out. Illogical, but logic, illogic is logic to the left now. And uh, hopefully uh, 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 the call is halfway decent. It was, up and listen. It, it, it was astronomical improvement. I appreciate the effort, Mark. Thank you for calling it. Yes, Mark got uh, to exactly where I was going to go with that, which is that indeed the it's so apparent and so unavoidably clear and obvious that the the perpetrators, most of the perpetrators in these quote-unquote anti-Asian incidents and crimes are black men, that they've been forced to address it, and they've addressed it by saying, yeah, but it's still white supremacy. And in an attempt, look, we can sit here and we can laugh at it, but it, it is actually important for us to understand how it is that they can twist their mind into that argument that it is still white supremacy that's causing the problem. And now I have not read the commentary, but I'm willing to bet you I put money down that I'm pretty close in representing what that author's argument was. Okay, let me take let me give it a shot. You see, white supremacy, the the system of institutions and laws and preferences that make it more difficult for people of color to succeed and achieve and gain and meet their needs and have their values met in our society, that puts pressure on young black men to go out and do what they can within their very limited sphere of influence to raise themselves up, whether that's involved in criminal activity to acquire the, the money that they can't otherwise get because they lack the privilege of a, of a country club uh, son, or, you know, the, the racial pecking order of making sure that they're placed above uh, other minority groups on the spectrum that's been crafted by the evil white man. That's basically, that's probably a fairly accurate summary of what that author in, in the Star Tribune is getting after. You know, it's, it's the white man's fault whether the white man does it or not. Because, and ultimately, what their argument is, is that you have not surrendered everything you value yet because you haven't surrendered everything you value yet you are still a white supremacist we still are in a, a an, an equitable society you have to surrender everything and then only then a true anti-racist will you be that's that's the methodology here 
And uh, it's exactly as absurd as it sounds. Let's talk to Larry in Bloomington. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hello, Walter. Hey. Happy Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well, I try. Uh, it's, been, <laughs> it's been entertaining at best. I can promise you I'm not on the toilet and I'm not being beamed up from some spaceship. Uh, like <laughs> I, the, I'd respect like that. <laughs> and I, and you just, what you just brought up I thought was very interesting, too, but I didn't call to talk about that sure. since I promised your screener. You know, the Democrats are always claiming to be the party of the African-American voter and the African-American in, in general. And I find it ironic that with this voter law in Georgia coming down, that a place like Major League Baseball that, you know, believes in families and, and promoting family stuff, and, and uh, they came out in this stance to take this all-star game away from Atlanta. And you've probably been to Atlanta. I know I have. I know it's a large African-American population there. There's $100 million at stake here. And what's going to happen is a lot of black folks are going to get ripped off out of the money and the opportunity for their business. And uh, the city of Atlanta is going to get really hurt by this. And I just think it's a horrible move by Major League Baseball. I'm a big baseball fan, but this will be enough to put me off for another season of not watching baseball games because it's it's a ridiculous move. And for the party that's supposed to be for – African-American voters and businesses, they're really hurting the, the people right. that they say they support. I, I appreciate the call, Larry. I'm going to wrap it up here. i got about 30 seconds. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could go on for quite some time on that, but time constraints being what they are, the the left doesn't actually care about the people they supposedly are fighting for, and that has always been the case. It's a lie. They don't care about you at all. And the other piece of that that I find worth noting is that institutions, large corporate institutions, have too much power. And that's something that we on the right are reticent to to deal with. But we're going to have to if we want to win this civil war that we find ourselves engaged in. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in Tachara. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter the promo code MINNEAPOLIS at checkout. Are you longing to create lasting memories with those you love? Make plans today to spend the summer at Evergreen Bay Resort near beautiful Itasca State Park. Evergreen Bay Resort is close, just a three and a half hour drive from the metro. There's a lot for you to enjoy, over 66 acres. Evergreen Bay Resort sits on the crystal clear waters of Boot Lake with a huge sandy swimming beach. Choose from one of their 13 modern and spacious cabins, each with their own boat slip. You'll hike, play water sports, fish, and savor star-filled nights by the campfire. Stay for a week or a weekend, but act fast to enjoy this beautiful Minnesota family resort, Evergreen Bay Resort. Check out their availability at evergreenbayresort.com. Time together with those you love is a gift they will treasure forever. Start creating those lifelong memories at evergreenbayresort.com. Don't forget the word bay. That's evergreenbayresort.com. Family fun awaits you at evergreenbayresort.com. Receive a $5 rebate by trading up any non-contact thermometer toward an Exergen Temporal Scanner purchased at any retailer. With COVID continuing to spread, nothing matters more than having an accurate thermometer that's backed by more than 80 published peer-reviewed clinical studies, like the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Even after getting the COVID vaccine, you should be monitoring for fever to make sure you are protected. Keep your family and yourself safe by trading up your non-contact thermometer for an accurate temporal scanner and a $5 rebate from Exergen, where accuracy matters. Details at exergen.com. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. 
At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, 